Sal Pierre Lamy. Sal Pierre Lamy. Sal Pierre Lamy. Sal Pierre Lamy. My name is Edgar, and you are listening to the Sal Pierre Lamy podcast. This podcast was recorded live at uh, the fully charged live event at Silverstone. It is a. Uh, an event brought to you by Robert Llewellyn. You may know Robert Llewellyn from uh, the TV show Red Dwarf. He played the robot Crichton. Uh, and he now records uh, a popular YouTube TV show about electric cars and home energy, etc. Uh, we were there uh, last year, and... Uh, some of the footage was not so great. We lost some uh, some footage, and we were left with the B-roll, but we had good sound. So uh, we're going to release uh, one of the interviews that we did as a podcast. It's this podcast. Uh, it's a lady, a woman. She's called Helen Zertsky. She is a scientist. She's a physicist. She's got a PhD, so I think she's a doctor, but it doesn't say doctor anywhere. Uh, I'll give her your, your her M.O. Uh, she's a physicist and oceanographer and television presenter. She graduated from Churchill College, Cambridge, with degrees of Master of Arts, Master of Science in Natural Sciences, Physics, and a PhD. So I think she is a doctor in experimental explosives physics. Uh, you may recognize her from Dara O'Brien's Science Club, the Infinite Monkey Cage, the Museum of Curiosity, or many more. She also uh, published a book called Storm in a Teacup, The Physics of Everyday Life. The ISBN is 0593075420. Uh, so if you want to pick that up, uh, go ahead. Uh, and without further ado, here is the interview with Helen Zertsky. Right, who am I talking to? My name is Edgar. Hello, Edgar. Hi, my name is Bryce. Pleased to meet you. Helen. Helen. Uh, my name is Helen. Yes. You're a physicist, correct? That's right, yes. So, uh, how, where did you learn your physics? Well, I learned my physics at school at the university, but I also played with a lot of things. So, I'm a great believer in playing with the toys of the everyday world. So, and so I, I play with stuff. Physics toys would be a, a good Jenga. Jenga's a pretty good <laughs> physics toy, but also teacups. You know, if you take a teacup, you tap it around the rim, the sound changes, and you can work out why that happens. Uh, there's all these little things like that. You put raisins in lemonade and they dance, and you can look they at do. the physics of that. They do, yeah, yeah. You did uh, this, yeah. Could, uh, just going back to your tea there, I believe you have a, a great equation for why you spill tea when you're walking. Is this true? <laughs> it is true. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I could show you, um, actually, because I have two. I can look at oh, this. Amazing. I don't actually have the, anything in them, but um, we can pretend. Yeah. So, so if I put some water in there and gave it a bit of a shake, it would slosh from side to side. And if I put sure. some water in there, it would slosh. And this one would slosh more slowly because that's bigger. So we've got quick sloshing in little pots and sure. slow yep. sloshing in big like pots. Like a pendulum would swim more slowly Just like if it's a, larger. Exactly. So the point sure. is that the sloshing rate or the swaying rate depends on the size. And small things sway more quickly. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that when I walk um, I, and I'm holding my tea, like if I was holding this, it was full, 
as I walk, I'm rocking ever so slightly. So I'm pushing it at a certain rate. And if I push it at the same rate as its natural sloshing rate, then the sloshing gets higher and higher and higher and higher, and then I spill my tea. So it's like a cumulative, gradual effect. Well, it just, it happens, it just so happens that the natural sloshing rate of a mug, the sort of mug that fits your hand, is almost exactly the same as a human's walking rate. So it's just this coincidence. If we were a bit, bit smaller, or mugs were a bit bigger, we wouldn't smaller. spill our tea. <laughs> you are, well, you I'm might not, smaller. there you see, so you can have that, look. Other <laughs> four? There we go, look. So you wouldn't spill your tea. Oh. Well, you might spill the little one, but you wouldn't spill tea from the big one. Sure. Okay, so only big cups of tea for you, men. Okay. So, uh, is that what happened with the Millennium Bridge? Do you remember that? It's, oh, oh, now the Millennium Bridge, it's very similar. The Millennium Bridge was very interesting because it's a very thin bridge over the Thames. And the first day it opens, pedestrians only, and it swayed from side to side, and everyone felt, yeah, like everyone felt seasick. So they shut the bridge, which is very boring, because I thought it was quite <laughs> interesting. Um, but so they thought that something was making the bridge sway and it was what the real cause was was fascinating so when we walk all the time we're adjusting you know if something moves we our foot automatically pushes so we adjust a little bit and what happened was all the people were walking over the bridge and the bridge started to sway a little bit so everybody on the bridge pushed with their other foot so they stayed standing upright oh, and then the bridge swayed back and everyone on the bridge without so you're, thinking you're, about it you're doing it you're accelerating so they were pushing, yeah. So they, every, all the people started correcting in the same way. And so the bridge swayed higher and higher. And everyone was doing it unconsciously. Oh. So that's, that was that was yeah. super cool. Yeah, and then they took it away from the bridge. And I thought they should have left it because it was, was such it a good example the of bridge, physics. Though? No. No, it's fine. Don't worry about <laughs> it. So what I'm they sure did is fine. they put extra reinforcement in there so that um, it didn't. So it took it the fun do, away. So now exactly. it's a boring bridge. Boring. Now it's a very boring bridge. Thanks, Boris. Yeah, whoever it was, that was a mistake. Because everyone could have learned some physics walking over the bridge. It would have been there fabulous. We, uh, we were trying to remember a formula yesterday. Right. So uh, speed equals distance over time, right? Yes. Uh, if you're in an electric car, yeah. the faster you go, the more fuel you use, the more battery you use. Yes. But it goes up exponentially, right? Or no. it goes up. <laughs> It goes up oh. uh, it more than doubles. If you're doing double the speed, you're using more than double the battery, right? It depends on the. It depends on things that depend. That that's quite. It's quite. A, it, oh. it probably depends on the car. Uh huh. So electric cars are. Um, I'm not an expert on car engines. That's the first thing to say. Um, but generally, the it's because it's the energy you use for a unit distance and there's an energy you use in a fixed period of time and it depends on which one you're interested in yeah that face exactly (laughs) (laughs) you do that face quite a lot man so maybe the formula that i thought i was trying to remember just isn't a thing well so the reason electric cars you'll probably find different electric cars have different answers to that question sure The, the closest thing that i could find speed and energy was E equals mc squared which wasn't really what <laughs> well, I was looking for well that's a very very high speed you have to be exactly. going to the speed of light before even you start to even faster than a Tesla even faster than a Tesla even in their wildest dreams that is faster <laughs> than a Tesla um, yes so what was your equation carry on you were, so you were asking about the battery use as the car sure. gets faster so uh, at, at 50 miles an hour you'll mm-hmm. use x amount of battery power per mile yes at 100 miles an hour, you will use what? 
<laughs> Depends on the car. Sure, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so it's to do with the car, weight of the vehicle and the efficiency. And of the it's motor. the efficiency of the engine. So the motor will probably work most efficiently at a particular speed. Uh-huh. Uh, and that probably depends on the engine. And I think for most electric cars, it might be around 50 or 60 miles an hour. But sure, there like are most, loads like of electric gasoline cars. vehicles. Too, yeah, guess. I think so. It might. There are probably people in the basement who will give you different numbers for that, though. So I'm not very sure. You might have to go and ask some more questions. There we go. <laughs> Always uh, more questions. Just quickly, just uh, talking of space, uh, yeah. do you ever think uh, there'll be a time where we'll be able to propel uh, rockets via not like off the planet, but like in space via electric? Or would it just simply not work? And I thought about this the other day because okay. I am doing, next week I'm doing an event with lots of astronauts and okay. I was thinking okay. that maybe one day fully charged live and space shambles oh would boy. all put the oh same nice. events and we could have okay. fully charged space shambles live and it would all be about electric space vehicles. Um, so getting into orbit, um, you might be able to do that with an electric motor. Hydrogen fuel, fuel cells, actually. So there's currently, there is a company uh, called Reaction Engines in Oxford who's making um, a type of two-stage plane. The second stage runs on hydrogen and that will get you into low Earth orbit. So that gets you into orbit, which is quite a lot of the battle. But when you're in space, the thing is, you have to push yourself, right? Sure. And there's nothing to push against because... Oh, right. Push yourself. Space is <laughs> push you, right? So you could push... But there's no, there's nothing to push against. So yep, you've yep. got a problem. So the only way you can go somewhere in space is to chuck stuff behind you, because then you go the other way. Because so is, Newton's is third that law. Newton's third law. Newton's third law oh, says that those two things push against each other. Something goes that way, but something also has to go that way. Okay. So the thing is that an electric motor by itself is very good at pushing on things. It can push on the road, or it can push on some water in a propeller, but it's not stuff. Okay. So in space, you need stuff. So electric motors might be part of the system, but they're not going to do the job all by themselves. It's the EM drive of things. Did you see uh, NASA were experimenting with an EM drive? Uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, a rounding error or if it's real <laughs> or what, or if it was just uh, a joke. People have... There's a lot of theoretical work. So if you can create electric and magnetic fields, sure. you might be able to manipulate them in a way that makes you move. However, you still have to have transfer of momentum somewhere. Sure. So something still has to move. So I don't know about the the engine you're talking about, but you still have to move some stuff in order sure. for the laws of the universe to be happy. And light doesn't count because it's got no mass. Light, well, light has momentum. Sure. So that's the, the, what, new, what this law is actually about, is that if you push, you're giving yourself some momentum that way. Uh-huh. And so something has to have equal momentum going that way. Now, light doesn't have mass, but it does have momentum. So you could push with light. So it's a lot of energy. This, is a, this may be a dumb question, but can I make a raft, mount on its solar panels to power my laser, and then point that at a sail, which is attached to my raft, to push myself forwards? So in or theory, is it akin to blowing no, into my own In theory, sail? you could do that, but it would take a lot of energy. The problem is in the theory, battery someone power. Could do that. In theory, someone could do it as long as they could carry the battery uh-huh. that let them power the laser. Because yeah. you don't want an electric cable no, if you're I, doing this, right? You need to plug in some. So you got so, so as long as you've got the energy, um, you could do that. Yes. Good. Thanks. People have tried. People have tried <laughs> okay, doing it on a little scale. Sure. You, you can do that calculation, yeah. mm. but it might take you a long time to get very far. Because uh, Bill Nye's just sent up a light sail. Uh, Say that again. 
Bill Nye <laughs> yeah. uh, has sent up an, oh, right. light uh, a, a light yes. sail, but uh, yeah. I guess it's a solar light sail. Yes, but the so, so light sails, the ones we use on Earth, you get those little um, glass balls that have black and white. Sure. But there, see, that's not, people used to think that that was yeah, operated by too. the mechanism that you're talking about. Actually, it's to do with thermal expansion. Sure. So, so it's, um, there's other things you can do with light energy that, that can cause things to move around. But that's, it's not, it's not actually a light cell by itself. Sure. But I don't know what Bill Nye did, so I can't tell you about that. No. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we can ask him. Bill! Bill! <laughs> Bill! I can't hear you, man. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I, think, I think we should thank you for your time. Uh, uh, you're very have welcome. A, have a fantastic rest of day. Uh, you too. Yeah. I, hope you, I hope you enjoy Fully Charged Live. There's lots of cool things going on. It's They're amazing. Right. Oh, uh, where is the 500 uh, mm. kilowatt charger? The 500 amp charger. Your control so explosion. You, uh, you tweeted. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's somewhere down in that corner down there. It's somewhere along this so wall in a corner. 500 amps at what volts? I didn't ask him that, and I, it must be a low voltage because otherwise it really would be an explosion. Sure. Uh, so, so I don't know. I was so astonished, and then he showed me it was water cooled, and I just my brain stopped working for a second because it's like such a ridiculous idea. So, so I need to go back and talk to them. But okay, I well, I'm going to go and lick it. You, you go and do that, um, but make sure everyone else is standing back a very Good. long way. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much. Nice, nice to meet you too. Yes, you too. Thank you. Bye.